You're listening to She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Join me. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of She Seeks Pearls. So let me first start by saying that this is one of the greatest things I've ever done in my meal planning journey, and that is to create my own personalized meal list. So I'm sure that everyone who is super into meal planning has already searched high and low on Pinterest for solutions to the never-ending stress of planning what to make for your family on a regular basis. And I don't have all the answers to your meal planning struggles, but this is definitely one of my meal planning pearls that I'd like to share with you today that has seriously helped me when it comes to planning my meals. So I'd like to introduce you to what I call the meal list. I kind of created it by accident. Um, Years ago, I decided I was going to try to organize and consolidate all of my recipes into a binder, like my own personalized all-inclusive cookbook. And to organize it further, I created an index in the beginning of the binder that contained a list of all the recipes that I had in that cookbook. And after using this cookbook for a long time, I realized I pretty much only looked at the index in the beginning of that binder when I wanted to decide what the heck I was going to put on the table that week. So it ended up being like the best thing for my meal planning process. And I didn't even fully realize it until later when I realized that I unintentionally created a meal planning tool. And I'm going to teach you today how to make your own. So before I explain how to make your own meal list, I wanted to share with you the goal of the meal list, and that is to save time and effort in your meal planning process. It majorly reduces decision fatigue because you use your own personalized index of meals that you already know how to make and that you like to eat. Um, versus like if you go on to Pinterest and you decide you want to try to look on Pinterest to find what meals to make that week, well, you're going to come up with a bunch of new ideas and it's going to make you really exhausted to try to think, okay, I have to learn how to make that. I have to grocery shop for the ingredients. Do I have that here? Do I need to go buy that? And it's going to take a lot of brain power when you try to meal plan based on the never ending list of ideas on Pinterest. So, um, I mean, when you're taking a test, it takes less brain power to answer a four option multiple choice question than a fill in the blank kind of test. And so the same principle applies here. When you are planning from scratch, chances are you are summoning thoughts from an already fried up and worn out brain. So the meal planning process is going to be exhausting. If you're anything like me, you just sit there and think, "Ugh, I just did this last week. Do I really have to make more decisions? So sometimes I just put it off and eat random snacks around the house and that's no good. So let's get started on how you can create your own meal list. So first, get out a pen and paper or open up a Word doc on your computer or a note on your phone, whatever you want to use to brain dump. And I want you to think of various cooking methods that you frequently use, like using the crock pot or heating up pre-cooked freezer meals in the oven or making your own food on the stovetop in a pan with fresh ingredients or even just eating food that's already prepared right off the bat, like out of the fridge, like a sandwich. 
Think of those different types of meal preparation that you frequently go to and write it down. Mine are often meals that I make in bulk and I froze, and all I need to do is heat it up on the stove or in the oven on days when I have to work a shift at the hospital. So just take a minute to write down the methods that you frequently use to make your meals with, if that's the method you enjoy using. Next, think of the various categories of meals that you frequently prepare. Are your meals often casserole-like, like you just dump all the ingredients in a dish and bake it? Or do you use, um, or do you make a lot of full course meals with a main dish, like a side dish and a dessert, um, etc.? Find the commonalities in the dishes that you enjoy to frequently prepare. This is going to help you to find new meals in the future. But for now, focus on the meals that you already know how to make and that you and your family enjoy eating. Maybe a common meal you prepare is not one that anyone in your family makes. Maybe there's a certain day of the week that your whole family is super busy, so either you or your husband picks up takeout on their way home from work because that restaurant is close by or it offers a special on Tuesdays and it's something you guys all like and it fits the budget and is convenient. Write that down too. It's still a meal you routinely eat, so just write it down. Even foods that aren't maybe considered meals like breakfast for dinner. Good old scrambled eggs and toast and hash browns and yogurt makes a perfectly good dinner in my opinion. And it's easy to forget about those meals because you won't really find that meal suggestion on Pinterest. Even something as simple as PB&J can be part of your meal plan. I don't really eat it personally, but if it's a meal that you like and you want to continue to eat, go for it. So going back to categories of go-to meals, to give an example, um, some of the common categories of my meals include freezer warm-ups, like um, meals that are fully prepared but just frozen and need warmed up. And I also do a lot of meat with a steamed veggie, which repair, which um, requires stovetop cooking, or meals that need no preparation as far as cooking, like a um, salad and sandwiches, that kind of thing. So some of my categories that I go to a lot are freezer meals, no prep meals, and a meat and veggie meal, just to give an example. So take a moment after you've brain dumped a lot of meals that you like to make and a lot of methods that you like to use for cooking those meals and analyze them for a lot of their commonalities. Now, moving on to the next step, once you have your top go-to categories listed, write in the specific meals under each of your go-to categories that you made. So in my example, my top go-to categories include freezer warm-ups. So a lot of the time I make a huge batch of chili and I freeze it in smaller packs for like individual servings. So my husband and I can just take a pack with us for lunch at work or something. Um, I also freeze roast beef with potatoes and carrots um, after I cook it and everything, of course. So it only needs thawed and reheated for a meal. So under my freezer warm-ups category, I'll list meals like chili, roast, um, and other meals I often freeze like pork barbecue, roasted whole turkey, and white chicken enchiladas. And that's just something that we, meaning my husband and I, we enjoy eating after it's been frozen because some freezer meals, let's be honest, are just not that great after you make them. So those are oftentimes a lot of meals that I will make in bulk and then freeze because once again, we like the taste of them after we reheat them. 
So go ahead and start to plug in those meals that you, again, already know how to make and like to eat under each of your top go-to categories. You're not going to have an all-inclusive list when you finish this step because you're going to forget a meal or two, but when you do think of that other meal that fits one of your go-to categories, just type it in there to update your list as you continue to think of them. You'll be glad that you took the time to think of all of this now because it's going to make meal planning in the future much easier on your brain. So there you go. Great job. Now you've basically made your own meal list. But if you wanted to take this step, um, if you wanted to take this process a step further and make it slightly more organized, you can color code your meals to indicate something like how long it takes to prepare that meal or how difficult it is to prepare, for example. So using my freezer warm-up example, recipes that I listed like chili only needs to be warmed up because I already fully cooked it before I froze it. So maybe I color code it green, meaning it's easy, a quick meal, because it only needs reheated. But for my white chicken enchiladas meal, maybe I color code it in like yellow or red just because it takes a little while for it to heat up in the oven. And though the chicken in that recipe is fully cooked, it still takes a while for that dish to heat up in the oven and for the cheese to melt. Or if you've done those freezer meals where you just dump all the raw ingredients into a bag and freeze it, then you know you need to pour it out onto a dish and cook it completely in the oven until it's fully cooked. So maybe that meal could be color-coded in like red just because of the time it takes for it to cook. Again, you don't need to take your meal list to this last level if the first two steps are helpful enough for you. I just like this level of organization because if my husband had to choose a meal to prepare for us while I'm out like working at the hospital or something, he can just look at the meal list and choose a green meal from the freezer or warm-up section because it's going to be the easiest for him. I love my husband. He is not a cook and he doesn't necessarily love cooking either. So I do this to make it easier on him because I like making his life easier. So there's a lot of different avenues that you can take to make this last step, but get creative and find ways to make it work for you. Maybe you have little kids that are starting to be able to help prepare meals. So you color code a few recipes in your list, meaning that maybe your daughter can help make that meal because she can chop up a salad from start to finish on her own. So when you're looking at your meal list and you see a list of meat and veggie meals, the meal that stands out to you is the one that your kids can also help make versus the more complicated recipe that will basically require most of just you to make. So that's the meal list. I hope this was helpful to you. In short, create an index or an all-inclusive list of meals that you already know how to prepare and that you know you enjoy eating. You can create categories like meals for entertaining, which includes maybe more complicated recipes so you can just glance over that list when you are having company over just to make it easier when you have to decide, oh my gosh, I'm having company over, what the heck do I make? <laughs> um, or you can create a go-to category like meals my husband or kids can prepare. And if your husband is anything like mine, then meals like grilled cheese and tomato soup will be on that list. <laughs> I love when he makes that because I don't have to do a thing and it's super easy cleanup. And it's once again, it's something he can do. And we often already have those ingredients on hand anyways. So that just makes that a lot easier versus if I had asked my husband to try to make a meal that he has never really made before, it's not going to turn out too great for him. So, um, so spend some time this week creating your own meal list to 
reduce your meal planning struggles and save time and brain power with your pre-made personalized list of meals that you already know how to make. So head over to my blog at sheseekspearls.com slash blog to find my blog post on this topic and you can join my email list and get access to a free PDF download worksheet that I created to help you when you make your own meal list. So head to my blog post called The Meal List to download this resource or head to the show notes in this podcast to find a link to the downloadable worksheet as well. Thanks again for joining me today. I hope I've inspired you to lighten your load a little bit and better your days. If you found this information helpful, please rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast episode or share this episode with a friend so that others can be blessed by this information as well. Tune in next Thursday when we'll be talking about how to make habits a habit. Thanks for joining me and until next time, have a great week.